honestly, the three of us, we're in the group chat. We're we're just like clowns because like we say this stuff like let's wait a few games <laughs> the season is canceled <laughs> welcome everybody to where's my stick i'm danielle i'm kelsey i'm christy and we are back it has been a little insane since the last time we recorded um Hockey is suspended because of the coronavirus. I'll be the first to start. I think that's a that's the right call. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So if you don't know, we got here uh, because on the 11th of March, a Utah Jazz player tested positive for the coronavirus and the NBA suspended play um, that like after a game on a Wednesday that night. Um the NHL uh, put out a release saying that they will evaluate and put out a formal release the next day on the Thursday. And that Thursday, the board of governors, after consulting with medical experts, decided to suspend uh, the NHL season. But I don't want to say suspend as in, it was kind of like put the season on pause. And they said it would probably be like two weeks. Um, so the end of this month. Um, however, We've seen a ton of changes since then. So the, the AHL also put their season on pause, but we found out on Monday uh, after they had a um, conference call that they just decided to enact an indefinite suspension of play for the rest or the remainder of the season, and it won't be lifted before May per any recommendation. Or no, I'm sorry, recommended teams should facilitate the return of all AHL players to their primary residence. Uh, then we saw the CHL and the NCAA also follow suit in suspending the rest of their season and playoffs. The NHL's main focus right now is to have players stay home in their cities outside of dire situations. So just to self um, isolate and um, different sanctions were lifted so that players who are Canadian and are currently in the United States uh, with their team can go back home. Um, and then vice versa, American players in Canada are able to come back home. Um, we'll see what happens. And this will likely, they would need to be quarantined for until the end of the month, but the date that they were throwing around was the t March 27th. Um, so yeah, like pretty much self, I mean, self quarantine and yeah, if you, yeah, social distancing, um, pretty much the basic, uh, the basic recommendations. Um, however, the, mm -hmm. so the CDC came out with the following that they recommend the cancellation or the postponement of all events with 50 people or more for the next six, uh, eight weeks, um, which is until May 10th. So that definitely threw a wrench in the, we'll just hold out to the end of May, uh, the end of March. Now CDC is like, yeah, no, bud, <laughs> you gotta <laughs> cancel that. So yeah, now we are kind of in this weird, I don't know, pause for two months of no hockey. And I don't know, me personally, I just feel like it doesn't make sense for hockey to come back. But I do know that, you know, not only, and we'll talk about this more later in the episode, but not only are players 
losing out on playing games, the teams and the owners are losing out on that money. And the money, the the NHL makes so much of its money, so much of its money at the end of the season going into playoffs. So they're taking a huge hit. And of course, that always messes with the players' salaries because of escrow. So we currently know that all AHL and NHL players are getting paid for the remainder of the season. So this lack of games will definitely affect the escrow that the players will need to play to pay back. I I know I don't see a viable option for like the NHL to come back because like once they come back like it's in the middle of May and yes some teams would be in the playoffs if it was a normal season. By the time June comes around that's when people go on their summer tours so a lot of the arenas that they normally play in like I know Madison Square Garden like people have already booked it for tours so like they can't use those arenas I know the NBA were the NBA was kind of looking at alternative arenas if they were to come back so I don't know if the NHL was looking at something like that but I like I just don't see it being a thing like I feel like the season's over basically I'd also be concerned um about what this break would do you know like fitness wise losing out on all this practice and then just trying to like immediately throw them back into a playoff situation I know they spoke about maybe having like four or six games to try to get everyone back into form and then moving into some sort of abbreviated playoff um, situation but I just don't see how that's feasible after basically putting the players on hiatus for you know however long this ends up being especially because um, I think I'm sorry, I think maybe the NHL put out some, like, suggestions or mandates about, um, like, group workouts versus individual workouts, um, and just the way that everything is sort of falling into place, it doesn't look like, I mean, players are being invited, or being well, not welcomed, but being allowed to, you know, go home and be with their families, being, um, you know, self-isolation, um, which is good, but... It just, I don't think, lends itself to them being ready to play a playoff series, you know, right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I wanted, uh, there was one point you made, Christy, that was uh, about, like, arena availability. I did hear something, I believe it was, if it was either from Elliot Friedman or um, Chris Johnson, but there were some speculation from GMs um, and ownership that they were trying to make sure that the arenas can hold some dates so that thinking that like, you know, the teams would be back on the ice. However, like, I don't think they really thought that it would be an eight week situation. Um, So that's a really good point, but also think that like everything that was booked for the summer is also like has to adjust its schedule too. you know, like, so people who are on tours or like, um, they were, yeah, like basically on tours, like so it's the concerts, whatever. Everything is being pushed back as well. So still, that's that's obviously a scheduling conflict, and because the NHL like uses those arenas so many times a week, I don't know how that will plan out or pan out. But I do know that everything is probably being pushed back 
um, not just like our stuff, like NHL stuff. So that's also something that they have to work around. And then Kelsey, I did um, what you talked about, like having players jump right into, um, into the playoffs. I know they were trying to do like a, like a couple of games so that every team would have played the even amount of games mm-hmm. um, so that their points percentage or their as close as possible. But yeah, and I, I did hear some rumors about like maybe doing like a couple of games and then the first round of the playoffs is like the be- a five games with like the best of three or like one one um, round play in round and whoever gets bounced gets bounced and then that you start the playoffs that way and or like abbreviated all the playoff rounds except for the final is seven games. So those are all things that I saw online. I don't know how true they are, but I think I think you bring up a really good point because. How many times do we hear injured players when they come back? Um, R.I.P. Nick Bukestad, because <laughs> mm, he was hurt again. That was one thing <laughs> we were going to talk about before this whole epidemic. But um, how many times do we hear like players that are like, "There's no way that you can recreate game um, situations," and like just the lack of like not getting into game shape, and it really does take, depending on the injury and their age, it takes a while to get into game shape. So it that's really scary to think about when it's like it's the playoffs. Yeah. And so the good thing I do think about this, um, besides like no one getting hurt and everyone recovering and all that stuff um, in general, but like the one good thing in the, the NHL is like hurt players do now have time to get healthy and get better. So. Oh, like there's no rush for them to get back. Yeah, yeah. Like, and they, and now they have that time that, like, if they do come back, and in my head, I mean, obviously, I'm thinking about Jake Gensel because we did not hear anything about his recovery. And, you know, his obviously was four to six months and he got hurt, I believe, in the beginning of January. So, like, this timeline does help him out. But, I mean, to be honest, we don't even know if we'll have a playoffs. Yeah. Um, in a Stanley Cup. So, yeah, it's a lot to think about. It's a lot to have to juggle. And it's tough because you really don't have any concrete information as of right now. You really just kind of have to wait it out. Uh, at least there's no right or wrong answer. Like, There's no way the yeah. NHL can get this wrong. Like if they decide to cancel the season, I can I can understand that. And if they decide like, hey, like, let's like we already got this far. Let's like play out a few more games and figure out who's going to win the Stanley Cup from that from there I would also be like yeah like that makes sense so whatever they do unless they do something egregious and be like Detroit wins the cup or whatever then like there's no (laughs) there's no way like they're gonna be wrong which is a win for the NHL because they're a mess yeah I agree with that what do you guys think about how long it took them um, to decide to put the season on pause? You know, I, I think at first I was just like really annoyed because I saw the NBA do it and I was like, come on, like now it's your chance. You need to do it too because the NHL, I mean, NHL players and NBA players share the same locker rooms. And, you know, I'm not saying that I'm not, trying to call out any cleaning staff or anything like that that's not what i'm trying to do i'm not trying what i'm trying to say i'm just saying that this virus is very easily um transmitted and so um i just thought the smart thing would just to to be to cancel it like what's 
Like, you know, mm-hmm. but I do understand their hesitance in canceling um, or suspending the season um, because they're losing out on a ton of money and the NHL is nothing if not money hungry. And so <laughs> I get it. And like from what, like, you know, this is not a political podcast, so I'm not I don't want to bring up like everything that, you know, the U.S. was is saying about the virus. But like at that time. No, like the government wasn't really saying like oh you know it's it's like be scared get it together like they were saying like oh this is nothing and like we're not even like well we're fine so i can understand why the the nhl was like well i don't know if we should take this serious um and but i do condone them for doing it like you know 12 hours later or whatever however many hours less than 24 hours later just canceling it because it, it didn't, thank goodness it didn't get to a player contracting it for them to shut it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I like yeah. about that. I, I was nervous about that. <laughs> I sort of really wanted to see a game played without any fans. I'm not going to lie. Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. Like, I completely, yeah. Weren't the Blue Jackets, like, gearing up to do it, like, the day after? Yeah. Like, yeah. Everything going Yeah, crazy. I think they were. Yeah. Weren't they playing the Penguins? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just would have heard so much cussing, like just all just cussing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I'd say that. Yeah, I think I agree with you, Danielle. In like going off of what was being presented in the media and in public and in politics, I don't even think that. You know, even the NBA waited too long. Um, and I yeah. think that the NHL responded fairly quickly after um, the NBA did. I mean, I completely understand them wanting to take that time to contact, you know, the GMs first or the owners or whomever they, they wanted to talk to. Um, but yeah, I, I think that it was relatively timely. Um, I remember it being like a fairly mild fear because I went to the um, Washington game, which was, I don't know, like maybe two games before the season was suspended. Um, that game was a virus. It yeah. it was. It really was. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, and I mean, they had increased like hand sanitizer, but it wasn't really that big of a presence. Um, yeah. And You're then like, that... some hand sanitizer. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they were doing their no, best. Like, <laughs> they, they were trying, but not like too hard. Yeah. Um, but I think you know, just in the escalation and how quickly it went from you know, here's some hand sanitizer to shutting the whole thing down. I think was relatively quickly. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just talked in circles. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. I mean, they they were trying to, like, they had stuff out, but it wasn't anything, like, they weren't taking serious precautions. Yeah. Um, in, a, in, a, in an arena with that many fans. Yeah. And then I, I, I guess what I was trying to say is that once they realized that it was something they should take seriously, they did. And it escalated to, yeah. like, a we're shutting it down level. Yeah. That's true. I just feel like... I just think this whole situation is wild with the Utah Jazz player. Because he was just like, you know, like he just wasn't taking it seriously. And I think he's from France or something. So I don't know where he got it from, but he probably got it from someone in Europe. Because 
they have a lot more cases over there. And then he's just all like touching people's stuff, having no regard. And like, well, so I, my question with that is like, did he know he had the virus before he was doing all that? No, no, he oh, didn't. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, and I think he, I think they were, they were testing him, but nobody knew that they were testing him. Like, cause he had flu like symptoms and then yeah. it came out that he didn't have the flu. So then they tested him for the coronavirus yeah. and they had to wait a couple of hours. But like everybody else in the NBA was kind of working as though like, Hey, like we're going to play to empty fan, like yeah. empty arenas or whatever. And then it came out that he had it and then they shut down. It was, like, right before the game. They shut down the game, and then they were just like, all right, let's not. Because once he's infected, they're all infected, basically. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, how many Utah Jazz players have the virus now? Like, a good amount because yeah, of him. a couple. And people were saying on Twitter. <laughs> uh, basketball Twitter is, like, very funny. Um, I know it people, is. <laughs> they were, like, how no NBA players are saying, like, you know, prayers out to that player. Yeah. Like, they're all pissed. <laughs> no one's saying, like, Yo, okay, I'll be sued. But, like, his um his teammate had got it. And then they were yeah. all, like, being like, hey, like, Donovan Mitchell, like, yeah, like, you'll make it through. <laughs> and it was just, like, crickets on the other player. But, like, okay, it was really dumb what he did, but I'm glad they caught it now. <laughs> Yeah. Instead of having like players like play with uh, coronavirus and infect entire arenas. But yeah, that's wild. I was like, wow. What like, (laughs) what is even going on? It was so funny. Oh my gosh. Basketball Twitter is wild. (laughs) Hockey Twitter can never. Like, the, the NHL just can't universally be good. There's always some part of the NHL that just shows their ass. Um, and in this case, it was <laughs> ownership deciding that they weren't going to compensate their part-time or full-time arena staff that would have been scheduled to work during that the game or the, the rest of the season. So I, I won't say the rest of the season. I'm sorry. The rest of March. So <laughs> there were some uh, GMs that are not great. So like the Boston Bruins, well, 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 the Columbus Blue Jackets. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, the Minnesota Wild, <laughs> the Ottawa Senators, the St. Louis Blues, and the Vegas Golden Knights. All of their owners uh, ownership decided not to pay arena staff uh, for the games that they'll be they they'll miss out. So, um, yeah, that's actually really shitty. <laughs> okay, like. I think um, with the Boston Bruins having Marshan start a GoFundMe, like it's it's good, but it's also just like why isn't your owner doing this? And like all the players like donate donated to it, but I just thought it was so funny how people were so mad that the Bruins created a GoFundMe to pay like TD Garden employees. Also, like I don't want to tell people how to spend their money but they were donating like a thousand dollars each and i'm like <laughs> boys like <laughs> how much did it, how much do you think they, the the employees make they're just like a thousand i don't know like a thousand dollars like times like 30 people is thirty thousand dollars and like i mean i don't know if that covers how much arena full and part-time would have made for two weeks um 
The goal was two hundred and fifty thousand. Oh, 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 oh okay. <laughs> that is. Uh, I didn't oh, know man. that. That's kind of Let's, heavy. I didn't know that. Part. <laughs> I'm not surprised to see the senators on this list. Oh yeah, the like honestly, the senators make absolute sense. The St. Louis Blues make sense. I'm a little bit surprised um, about the Golden Knights. I kind of wonder about like um, arenas that share with the NBA. Like, Mm -hmm. so a lot some NBA teams are donating, are giving money to like the workers. But how does that like how does that work? Like if you have the NBA and the NHL, like does so, the NBA pay half and then the NHL pays half? Like if you're working both shifts, the N- NBA plays for the NBA games and the NHL pays for the NHL games. And so if you're an employee that only works or that you were scheduled to work like three NHL games, you'd only get you get paid by the NHL players. Oh, or no. if you're oh. if you worked just the basketball games, you get paid the basketball like. Or if you're the type of employee that like is full time and you work the whole week and you work all those games, you're getting paid by both of them. Okay, yeah, that's what I was kind of worried about. Because I th- believe that, or is the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Kings? They're pay- all three of them are paying like all their ownerships are paying the employees for the games okay, that they miss. That makes sense. So everybody's joining in. Oh well, then I guess it kind of makes sense. It kind of makes sense in terms of like ownership <laughs> groups and how they how some, well the Boston Bruins don't make sense because whatever I'm gonna assume they have a lot of money but like teams like yeah. the Golden Knights they're a newer team so they might not have all of that money to pay them with no revenue coming in and Columbus is a smaller market team their ownership is rich they're not bolted they're not bolted rich. they're not billionaire <laughs> you don't have to be a billionaire to pay like Five hundred million dollars. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. According to the Boston Bruins, <laughs> exactly twenty two hundred fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, Eugene Milne can afford anything. No, he he he's actually bankrupt. So the only thing that's keeping him afloat is the NFL team. So, Yikes. gosh. Yikes. Um, <laughs> so yeah, on the suspect list, we have the current Carolina Hurricanes. And they said um, they'll do something and a plan would be announced today. I don't see any information or no plan out as of right now. Um, Then the New York Rangers, they have a short-term plan to pay employees but are still working on a long-term, which I can understand that. Uh, And then the Vancouver Canucks. I am appalled. Uh, They said that they are going to have a program based on individual need that will help any part-time employee who requires support to avoid financial hardship during this unexpected employment disruption. Isn't that all of them? Uh, (laughs) Which is so surprising to me because Vancouver does such a good job with their community that I would just expect them to pay their employees. But I don't know like the owner of the Vancouver Canucks and I'm not sure um, like of his network or their network if it's owned by a group of people. So that's a little disappointing for me, for sure. So then we have teams that are good. They ended up there. Well, they're going to support their employees while the team is like for the rest of the month, I believe. I'm not sure further than that. This list 
proves that bullying works. Yeah. yeah the yeah. Sabres, the Flames, the Jets, like... <laughs> So okay, they needed to be bullied. The Sabers did they work. did they say that they're actually they're paying for it because um, they released another statement saying that they would pay the team they would pay the employees once the games rescheduled like these games aren't canceled they're rescheduled. And maybe we just have to bully the Sabers harder. <laughs> like I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably should. And it's just like the Sabers, please do one thing right. Like what is happening? So this is what the Buffalo Buffalo Sabers said. Per Kim Pagula. She said, Our game day employees at the arena in Buffalo and Rochester will be paid for any lost wages due to regular season games cancellation. They are part of our family. And even though we expect that the games will be played, we want to ensure that they will be paid in the event that that's not the case. We are grateful for the gestures from our player staff and the Buffalo Sabres Foundation who have offered to step up in the time of need. So, yeah, they're not. <laughs> They said if the games are canceled, they'll pay them. But they're not going to pay them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, very nice marketing. They just said nice words. Yeah, they just said nice So the Sabres are not. They're on the naughty list. Um, uh, The Sabres have definitely dwindled all good hope I had from them. Well, not the Sabres. The Pagulas. They were once really good, and now they're really bad. But anyway... Looking at teams that actually committed to paying to their paying their employees, the Ducks, Anaheim, wow. So the Arizona Coyotes, they said that they will provide full pay for all ske- all games scheduled. Um, the Calgary Flames, who were bullied, and they said <laughs> they would not pay their employees, um, but now they said <laughs> after getting bullied that we will. <laughs> they're trying to create some kind of income bridge support program. For qualifying employees so not all employees so we'll move those to the maybe list the flames eh. um and then the blackhawks said that we are one goal one family everyone's getting paid um the colorado avalanche uh then the dallas stars the detroit red wings the edmonton oilers um the Florida Panthers, not paid by their uh, their owner, but by Bobrovsky and other players. The team said they will cover any um, any additional amount needed from uh, what other players donated. So the employees will be paid by the players. Then they have the Kings, the Montreal Canadiens. They said that they will increase benefits for employees eligible for employment insurance and will pay employees who are not eligible 75% of what they would have been paid for the remaining regular season uh, for the Canadians and the Laval Rockets, which is their AHL uh, affiliate. And then on the 16th, uh, they announced that the Canadian players will make up the additional uh, contributions for game day employees. So it's a mishmash. I just don't get that. Like, what's keeping you from paying the extra 25 percent like what greed greed <laughs> <Probably> greed <laughs> they want it to look like it's a, a, a prize i don't know i, don't know. I guess i don't know but kudos to the players for stepping up yeah. and paying the rest uh then we have the nashville predators um the new jersey devils the new york islanders but are the new york islanders being paid by the Nets? <laughs> the Islanders ones, is, it looks tricky. Because it doesn't look like the Islanders is paying for it. It looks like the Brooklyn Nets are paying for it. But then the Islanders are also in two arenas. 
So, okay, the That's Islanders, weird. let's say not the Islanders, let's say the New York, the Brooklyn Nets are paying for their the Barclay Center <laughs> um, employees. Well, are they owned by the same guy? Does anyone know? The Brooklyn Nets owner is some Asian guy. And then the Islanders owner is Scott Malkin. So they have two different owners. Okay. Or ownership groups. How dare he be named Malkin? Mm, I don't like that. <laughs> Do you think there's any relation? No. <laughs> um, and then the Philadelphia Flyers are paying their employees and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Well, so the employees will be paid by the players and two charitable Penguins Foundation. Ron Burkle and I guess Mario Lemieux is paying for it. Like his foundation is really paying for it. So, hmm. I, I mean, want to talk about on the naughty list. Huh? I want to talk about players paying maybe at the end once we finish. Okay. But okay. yeah. Oh yeah, I put the Lexi the Lexi thing in there. Okay, I saw that. Um, <laughs> so the one thing I will say about the Penguins is that it sucks that. It's like some of the money's coming from ch- uh, some foundations because then that money's not going towards what it was originally used for. I mean, I guess it is charity to pay for the the arena staff, but I don't know. That just, I don't know. I kind of felt like, so you're taking from one mouth that needs to be fed to feed another mouth when really Mario Lemieux and Ron Burkle have two hands and can feed everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. You don't but have like, to. Yeah. <laughs> like that meme. Like you don't. Yeah, have, like it doesn't it's... have to be um, the employees or charity. Like they have, they have four hands. <laughs> I will say the Penguins. At least the Penguins Foundation. I do think it's a little weird that the Mario Lemieux Foundation is paying, but I do know that the Penguins Foundation is a community charity. So I think that makes a little bit more sense if they're going to be chipping in but still like they don't have to do it through their charities like come on exactly but, yeah okay <laughs> no no you're absolutely <laughs> they just want charity in there so so that they could be like we're doing a nice thing this is yeah, charity absolutely <laughs> like, we don't have to do this we're already losing money we're not putting any more pittsburgh money in there um okay so the san jose sharks uh and the tampa bay lightning the toronto maple leafs so they announced that they're the Leafs are working on a plan, and this has announced a partnership between the Leafs, the Rays, and the Raptors, TFC, and Argonauts to create a special assistance fund to further assist the arena, stadium, and support staff. Um, and then the Capitals are supporting their uh, arena staff. And then the Winnipeg Jets. So here's the thing about the Jets. They also had to get bullied. And they said on March 12th, they will not be paying any employees for events canceled or postponed due to COVID-19. But they reversed course after getting attacked on social media and decided to pay for the four remaining Jets home games that were scheduled in March. So, Kelsey, take the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, It was sort of like what um, we were talking about a little bit with the Penguins using their charities. How do we feel about players chipping in? I mean, I think that it's a very nice gesture, but, like, they're also, I mean, I guess they are still being paid, but, like, is it should it fall to the players? I don't necessarily think that it should, but I do think that in terms of, like, Bobrovsky and stuff, 
I feel like players were donating to the staff because the ownership wasn't doing anything. So, like, they're just like, hey, like, I I don't know. I feel like the players have more interaction with probably event staff than the owners. Mm-hmm. So, it's probably, like, they probably thought of them first and was just like, hey, like, I have the extra money. I'm not doing anything. Like, here you go. And that's when ownership was like, oh, no, maybe we should pay for this. I feel like ownership probably got bullied from players. <laughs> or, like, not bullied. Maybe a little passive-aggressive. Yeah, just, like, some pressure. So, I... Okay. So, I will say, I don't think that players have to pay. Um, it's not required. But I think that... I don't know. For me, I think that if you have the money to help out, I, I don't know why you wouldn't. Especially because it's not... Like Chrissy said, like, they... They may not interact with all of the arena staff, but they interact with these people. They're the ones letting them in to the uh, to the parking lots. They're the ones like you know um, cleaning the 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 stuff. They're the ones serving their wife um, food. They're the ones like making sure that the arena that they play in is clean and safe and how it should be. And I think that if you're an organization, you're if you're a part if if you're a player, you're a part of an organization. And I think the organization to me is that like everyone. So like if if I am still getting paid and I, I'm comfortable and I'm able to survive this epi- uh, this pandemic, but the people that I see three times a week, four times a week um, aren't, I would want to help out. That's just me. I don't think that, again, I don't think players should have to, but if you see that your boss that should be doing it, not stepping up, and you're able to step up, I don't see why you wouldn't. So yeah, that's just me. Again, I don't I don't have the the amount of money that they have. And I know that a, the key to staying uh, rich is to keep your money and not give it away. So I can kind of understand from that viewpoint. But yeah, that's just kind of how I feel about it. And yeah, and I mean, I didn't mean for it to come off like I'm saying like, oh, the players shouldn't do that. But like, um, I just, I had seen a lot of conversation about that. So I just wanted to get your guys' opinions. No, I think that's fair because I mean, in all tents and purposes, the players don't have to give anybody their money. They don't have to donate anything. Um, and like Chrissy put on the outline, the Lexi, uh, Brown tweets. And like the thing about Lexi Brown is that I have a lot of issues with her. I, there's a lot that I don't like about what she represents and how like she, uses some things uh, to her to her advantage and and uses you know ha- to trying to be an ally to to raise awareness for certain things um, and I just thought her tweets were like rude especially coming from her I just thought that they like you sit here and you say that you you know your husband doesn't like you don't players don't have to pay which you know what you're right they don't but you talk about like helping people and helping disadvantaged people. This is an this is an example of that. I don't see why you wouldn't. Um, does she have to pay? No, you don't. I keep your money. Keep you have kids. You want to, you know, like I said, generational wealth is something that is very important. So if you don't want to donate, don't. But like, don't. Yeah. So that's it. I just she rubs me the wrong way with what she like tries to or wants to promote 
if you're all in, I think be all in all the time. Don't pick and choose what you're all in about. And a lot of people do that. It's not just something that she does. But it just seems disingenuous when you sit there and say, people don't have to donate. You're right. They don't. They don't. But they also don't have to come to parades or, you know, tweet pictures about slavery and and stuff like that. They, you know, if you're not going to help people now. Child's Booker T. Yeah. If you're not going to help out now, then, you know, hey, listen, you don't have to. To each his own. But she, I just had like a bigger thing with Lexi Brown. <laughs> That's like, <laughs> it's not relevant, but I feel like she tries to be like, um, what's his, what's her name? Chrissy Teigen, like the Chrissy Teigen of mm-hmm. hockey. And like, you know, like being like witty or whatever. And like, always like, oh, I'm so witty and I can clap back and all that stuff. But I just thought it was funny because um, JT Brown, didn't he donate like $5,000 to the black girl hockey yeah. club thing or yeah. whatever so it was like it's okay when he donates to that but like when like if he would like to donate to the um to like helping out arena workers then that's like an issue i just find it weird but yeah i don't disagree with her but just you know tone and wording are very important yeah i think my thing is that um Specifically, one of her tweets read, people shaming players for not covering arena staff wages are shaming the wrong people. And while that's true, like, either way, in this situation, they're not getting paid. So, like, someone should step up and, you know, at least make a gesture. Like, maybe, like, one person can't afford to, you know, pay everyone's wages. But, you know, as much as we were just ragging on, like, the Boston Bruins and their GoFundMe, like, at least that's, like making a gesture and trying to, you know, get the community involved and trying to take steps towards, and, you know, maybe a player coming forward and making a big donation would put pressure, you know, on the team or the organization to be like, oh, it looks bad if just our player is doing it. Like we all have to chip in too. So I think that she's kind of not focusing on the point and is more focusing on the drama Mm. of people you know saying is jt brown going to to donate yeah i don't know that tweet just felt like she was just tweeting to for retweets and Mm -hmm. because i mean it she's not wrong but like chrissy said tone and words are are important i don't know i'm trying to justify what she's saying but also i just do not like her um so it's like very hard for me to see past that (laughs) No, I mean that's she, yeah. she. She she could have easily said like, we don't even know if like JT is getting paid. Like she could have just said that, and then she could have said like people shaming players, blah blah blah, blah blah, shaming the wrong people. Like she didn't have to like. I just feel like there's no need to be extra in the first tweet and being like you ass. ass. Yeah. Like, first of all, he said <laughs> that you're an adult, <laughs> but like, yeah, I feel like. If she was uncertain, and I understand, whatever, they have two small children, and it's probably a very um, scary time for her, but also, again, wording and tone are very important when you're trying to relay information to people. So, yeah. I just, I feel like if you have the means to, 
to make someone else's life a little bit easier. Like, do what you can. That's it. That's it. That's all you have to do. I don't know. It's just very condescending. Yeah. 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 If the playoffs were to start today. Oh, gosh. It would be Philly. Oh, God. And they would not have home ice. Oh, God. It would be the away team because they are third. That's a nightmare. (laughs) I was talking to this, um, uh, like to my with my sister because you know whatever she's an NBA fan and I was just like what if they just like whatever have the playoff there's no more games and she was just like no actually she was the one that was like oh let's whatever just start the playoffs so I was just like you know what that, that sucks for the teams that were like in it like you know they still had like 10 more games left to try to prove themselves she's just like well that's their fault. They should have played better in October. And <laughs> she's like, not wrong. I guess. <laughs> she's not, she's wrong. not, but like the I need the penguins to have like a here's the thing. Like, if we're doing this. So let's never forget zero out of twelve. They got zero points out of twelve. <laughs> you know. Like let's not forget that. They had opportunities. Who among us has not struggled in California? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what? That's really fair. It'll be really interesting to see what happens next. I this think. is going to be such an interesting season in terms of like playoffs and stuff, I think. All right. So that is it for us in this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can find us on Twitter at where's underscore my underscore stick. You guys can send us questions or just comments or anything. Next episode, I think we'll, we'll do some fun like penguins focused stuff and then like overall league stuff. So. It won't just all be the COVID-19 drama. But yeah, that's it for us. Bye. Bye. Bye.